Hello, this is Andy, and you're listening to Federal Andy. Episode 60, My Sources Say Indictments Are Coming. So the January 6th committee has had its last official business meeting, and we are expecting the full report with some redactions for security reasons to be released today. This is uh, Wednesday, December 21st. And I would just like to take this opportunity to thank the members of the committee who have dedicated a great deal of time under difficult circumstances to making sure that the truth is known despite all of the lies, despite all of the misinformation from the right. So my thanks to the chair, Representative Benny Thompson of Mississippi. He's a Democrat. The vice chair, Representative Liz Cheney of Wyoming. She's a Republican. The remainder of the Democrats on the panel include Representative Pete Aguilar of California, Representative Zoe Lofgren of California, Representative Elaine Luria of Virginia, Representative Stephanie Murphy of Florida, Representative Jamie Raskin of Maryland, and Representative Adam Schiff of California. And last but not least, Representative Adam Kinzinger of Illinois is a Republican and one of two Republicans that were on the panel. Initially, other Republicans were going to be on the panel, but when the list of Republicans was provided to Nancy Pelosi by Kevin McCarthy, several of the folks on the list were people who were very likely somehow involved in the January 6th insurrection. And, you know, it's just not smart to have somebody who is involved in something, investigating their own activities, kind of not a good idea. So she, Nancy Pelosi, rejected some of those folks and... As it turns out, Representative Cheney and Representative Kinzinger stepped forward and agreed to be on the panel to make it bipartisan. Representative Kinzinger had decided that he probably was not going to run for office again. He wasn't going to keep his seat, wasn't planning to keep his seat One of the reasons was because of threats from Trumpers to his family, his children, his wife. Really, people? And you call yourselves patriots? 
And of course, Representative Cheney lost in the primary in Wyoming. So it'll be interesting to see what plans she has for the future. I don't think that her career in politics is over, although who knows, she might decide to take a cushy $5 million a year job working for a lobbyist or a think tank or something like that and just not have to worry about all of this stuff anymore. So at any rate, uh, I do have some news that I am taking with a grain of salt and I am feeling hopeful about. I have a few sources that have connections and they are indicating that indictments are coming. They have said that the crimes, the things that have been going on, that we've been hearing about, the investigations, that the Justice Department, Department of Justice is not just going to, they're not going to do a, let's just get on down the road. We need to heal one of those things. There are indictments coming. And whether or not that includes sitting members of Congress is remains to be seen. It's it's apparently is a is an option possibility. So take it for what it's worth, which may not be anything, but at least it's to me it from from the source it's coming from is positive. I think. And apparently for the last week or so, the January 6th committee has been turning over all of their documentation, data, videos of interviews, all of that has been going to the Department of Justice. So they have had a lot of this stuff already. And it's my understanding some of the information went to them like months ago, there were little bits and pieces that kind of went to them, but uh, the big bulk of it was uh, they began transferring it over to the Department of Justice uh, last week. So they've had it for over a week now. And so it's going to be interesting to see what the the full report shows. The things that people are saying to kind of keep an eye out for are the details involving Trump's effort to visit the Capitol that day. He had apparently planned on going to the Capitol with his mobsters, his, his big mob of Trump Trumpers. And I guess he was going to somehow oversee the I don't know, <laughs> the uh, detention of Congress people that he didn't like. I don't know, kind of interesting. There uh, are other things in there about his fundraising efforts. And uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of $250 million was raised by Trump between the election and January 6th. 
and the solicitations for those um, donations claimed that there was election fraud. And of course, that did not exist. And there's evidence to indicate that while these claims were being made in order to solicit donations, that Trump knew that there was no election fraud. So that's a pretty serious crime. Other things to look out for include details on the possible obstruction of the investigation. And apparently there were multiple efforts by the president to contact select committee witnesses. And in some instances, apparently Trump himself made telephone calls to them. In other instances, people who were lawyers or represented themselves as lawyers that uh, somehow were affiliated with Trump approached witnesses, which that's just, that's just wrong. So today's the big day for the big report. And I've heard some people say that they're not getting their hopes up on this because there was such a huge buildup for the Mueller report and nothing happened. And I get that. I was looking forward to the Mueller report having more of an impact than it did have. Of course, the main thing with Mueller was that he did not have the ability to file any charges or indict because the Department of Justice has this stupid rule that you don't do that to a sitting president. That is something that I hope Congress addresses at some point. If no one is above the law, then nobody should be above the law and people would not normally get that type of a consideration if they were not the president. And if the president is involved in something illegal, even if it's during a time of war, I don't think that we want him sitting in the White House. I don't think he can be trusted at that point. So knowing that Mueller's hands were basically tied before he began his investigation. And I, and I really do wish that Mueller had just made an announcement at the very beginning to tell the country that he can only make recommendations of his findings. He can't file charges and that that is going to depend on Attorney General Barr. And, of course, we know that Attorney General Barr wasn't really representing the people of the United States as his job description required. He was protecting Donald Trump. But, however, it's a completely different thing this time. The, the January 6th committee is also kind of in the same position as Mueller. They can't actually go out and have people arrested. They can't actually 
see that charges are filed against anyone. They can only make recommendations. But this time, instead of having an attorney general who is protecting the president, we do have an attorney general that does seem to stand for the law. He may be a little shy about filing charges against high-profile people, especially politicians. But Jack Smith apparently doesn't have any problem doing that. He's the special counsel. And I think with Jack Smith involved, he seems to be moving rather quickly on all of this. I think he realizes that there is a sense of urgency. And I do believe that he's going to sit down with Merrick Garland and say, we need to file charges. And I think they will. I really do. What uh, charges exactly are going to be filed and who's going to be charged is still up for debate. But I definitely think that they're going to go after Donald Trump. And keep in mind, even if this January 6th stuff, even if nothing happens with it, and I find it really hard to believe that it, that, that he's going to walk away from all of the January 6th stuff without any charges being filed. But keep in mind, they still got the documents that he removed and concealed and lied about. That's a very serious crime. Plus, there are lawsuits against him in Georgia. and. In, in in New York as well, multiple lawsuits. And nobody in the federal government, even if a Republican, even if this is still going on in 2024 and a Republican gets the presidency in 2025, which I don't think is going to happen, but even in the wild scenario that it did happen, these state charges the president can't do anything about that. President can't pardon them. Uh, president can't make them go away because it's on the state level. So something I think is going to stick this time. I know that Trump has been able to walk away in the past with a little bit of a slap on the hand and a you know a severe, severely sternly written letter maybe and a. You know, somebody waggling their finger in his face saying, mustn't, mustn't, shame on you. And of course, I don't think he has any shame. But I think something will stick this time. I really, I really do. And I think that he's in a world of trouble. And I think he knows it. His uh, desperation to me seems to be pretty obvious. The Trump trading cards, the digital trading cards that he just released and made a cool four and a half million dollars from. Apparently, he stole the um, backgrounds from some other websites, I guess. <laughs> I didn't really delve into that because I thought it was ridiculous and Fortunately, a lot of his followers also agree that it's ridiculous and they're not happy about it. 
And I think he's lost a lot of support because of that, because people are like, what the heck, $99 for something that gets downloaded into my phone or my computer, and I can't even pick the one that I want? That's something that I didn't realize initially. Apparently, you didn't have any choice as to which one you wanted. I don't know. That doesn't seem to make sense to me, but what about Trump does? But somebody made the comment that they ordered two and they got two of the same card. So I don't know. Maybe that's why they're trading cards. You can trade them for <laughs> something that's not a duplicate of the one you've already got. Anyway, I would be embarrassed to admit that I spent $99 for one of those things. But he apparently doesn't care about taking somebody else's work and not even giving them credit for it. So <laughs> anyway, um, so the report comes out today with some redactions and uh, there are going to be a lot of people talking about whether or not Trump's going to get charged with uh, a crime. And the one big question hanging over the country now that the January 6th committee has basically finished its work as far as its investigations and everything, I guess once the report has been provided to the public and to the Department of Justice, they are, they're done. But uh, the panel has called uh, the report a roadmap to justice. And everybody really wants to know now, is the ex-president going to be charged with a crime? And I will be honest, personally, I've gone back and forth on this a few times. And I'm beginning to feel more hopeful now because... I think that the information that the public has received from the January 6th committee is just the tip of the iceberg. I think that with this report coming out today, we're going to learn a lot more things. And once some of the journalists who investigate this kind of stuff have a chance to really dig into this report, we're going to hear a lot more. And... I think that the outcome of the midterm elections to some degree did show that a lot of the American people did pay attention to this investigation. Because the more that you look at that and the more that you think about how it was expected to turn out and how it actually turned out, the Republicans took a shellacking in the midterms in November. They really did. And the one House of Congress that they picked up, the House of Representatives, they can't even decide on a speaker at this point. How disorganized and how much infighting is there going to be? I understand now that Lauren Boebert, who is a representative from Colorado, is not getting along all that great with Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's a representative from Georgia, and they're both Trumpers. So there's some infighting. There are people that are just flat out saying, no, McCarthy is not going to be the speaker. He will not get my vote. Trump has said, 
that he wants his supporters in Congress to stop blocking McCarthy. And apparently the big deal is the Republicans who are holding out want a provision put into the deal that says at any point, any member in the House of Representatives can ask for a vote to have the Speaker of the House removed from their seat, which doesn't sound like a very good deal for McCarthy, which is why he's not going for it. But it's definitely something that is causing a problem right now in the party. And I think the American people are going to get fed up. I think they're going to get fed up with all the investigations. It's my understanding that this laptop thing with uh, Bo Biden is a nothing burger, to use a right-wing term. I don't really like that term, but they understand what it means, I guess. And what they don't what they don't seem to understand, the folks on the right, what they don't get is most progressives want people who've done something wrong, regardless of which party they're in or which side of the aisle they're on. They want them to be held responsible if they did something wrong. That is one of the big differences between Democrats and Republicans. Democrats don't cover up crimes just because somebody else is in their party. They don't do that. They don't have a history of doing that, but the Republicans do have a history of doing that. And so all of this stuff with Hunter Biden and with Joe Biden, I think most Democrats are like, you know what? Go for it. Go for it. Hold hearings and waste time and waste money and people are still going to say gee how is this helping me they told me that crime was a problem and it was because the democrats well they're not doing anything about crime they're not really doing anything about inflation of course inflation is i think going to come down um and that's not really something that uh, is the responsibility of the Democrats or the Republicans at this point, since it's a worldwide um, event. But I think the um, the steps that are being taken with the interest rates, raising interest rates, I hope they don't do too much. And I hope they are aggressive about bringing them back down if they see that they're slowing the economy down too much. But... I think the American people are going to say, what are they doing? The immigration, what are they doing? Where is the panel to discuss the immigration issue? Where's the panel to discuss why my grocery bill is so high? They're going to realize the Republicans aren't doing anything. And I hope the Democrats point that out on a daily basis. Every time they get on TV, every time they have a chance to be interviewed for a magazine or newspaper article or whatever the heck it is, I hope they say, if you notice what the Republicans are focusing on, they're doing investigations and none of these investigations are benefiting the American people because nobody's doing anything about immigration. Nobody's doing anything about the high cost of groceries. Nobody's doing anything about stopping crime. And 
I think that by the time 2024 rolls around, people are going to be fed up with the Republicans wasting time. They've got these crazy people in Congress who are just nuts that don't do anything. And a lot of people are catching up to it because I've I've noticed on Twitter when these Republicans post things, there's just a slew of people saying, why don't you do something about it? I've done that myself. Well, it's literally your responsibility. What are you personally doing about it? And of course, they never respond. I'm sure that they've probably muted me. But I think people are going to notice. And they're going to realize that the Republican Party's not looking out for them or their kids or their grandkids. The Republican Party's looking out for the millionaires and the corporations, which are doing quite well right now. In case you haven't noticed, they're all doing quite well. It's the middle class and the working class and the poor who are hurting the most. And the Republicans certainly don't want to do anything to help any of those people. And there's more good news as well. The lawmakers in Congress have come to an agreement that they are going to include in some must-pass legislation a measure that is aimed directly at making it harder to overturn a certified presidential election. And this is actually the first step that they have undertaken to address the Trump scheme to somehow stay in power despite the fact that he lost the 2020 election. He could claim that it was fraudulent or rigged or whatever, and through some wrangling and some distorted views of what's allowed, he would be able to basically overthrow the democratically elected government of the country. So Congress has kind of overhauled the, 19, the 1887 Electoral Count Act. And this new legislation, this overhaul, is going to be added to a bill to fund the federal government that has to be passed before Friday's deadline or else the country gets shut down, which I don't think the Republicans really... Well, there's no, there's a few Republicans that do want the country shut down. But overall, most of the Republicans do not want the country to shut down because they understand it will have some severe ramifications on them going forward, as well as, of course, everybody else. And it is expected to pass. And what it will do is it's going to clarify that the vice president's role in processing the electoral vote counts is just a ceremonial one. He is basically just the person overseeing the certification of the electoral result and that he has no say in how it is 
done. He just has to process it as presented and doesn't have any power to do anything else, which he really did not anyway. And that's something that uh, Pence apparently checked out quite a bit before uh, he had to perform this duty on January. Well, it was supposed to have been on the 6th of 2021. It actually turned out to be in the early morning hours of January 7th. 2021 due to the mob attack. But uh, it just clarifies that the vice president's role is ceremonial and that the vice president really has no input into it other than processing it. And it's also allegedly is going to raise the threshold in Congress so that it will be more difficult for lawmakers to force votes attempting to overturn a state's certified result and prevent efforts to pass along these fake electors to Congress. And that's something that we're still waiting to hear about. Uh, I know that Jack Smith has asked for information on the fake electors from, I think, from most of the states that provided them. So hopefully they will be charged as well in the coming months because what they did was they knew what they were doing was wrong when they did it. And uh, apparently the House Select Committee, the J6 Committee, actually called for the bill's passage in uh, their summary report that was released on uh, Monday. And this bill has been under intense negotiation for several months. And finally, it won over the support of some of the top Republicans, including Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell. But, of course, the House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy is not happy about this at all. And, of course, Republicans are ready to take control of the House just after the first of the year. Uh, everybody got really busy to get this thing completed and put on President Joe Biden's desk for signature before the Republicans take over the House, because if this didn't happen, the chances of it passing with the crazy gang and the Republican Party in the House, probably it wouldn't have passed. So anyway, uh, I think that's a very good thing. And there's some other things in it, I think, that will be beneficial to the American people. And so uh, this uh, bill being passed will make sure that uh, we won't have a shutdown. But uh, this stuff has got to be taken care of quickly, and our congressional leaders don't have much room to play around with anything at this point. They just uh, have a very tight timeline, and they need to get it passed, get it on Biden's desk, and get it signed, because our funding is expiring this Friday at midnight. We 
run out of money. And uh, that's not a good thing for anybody in the country. Ukrainian President Zelensky is in the United States today visiting President Joe Biden. And apparently they are having a good visit. They are discussing the options available to the Ukrainian military and to the Ukrainian people. And apparently there has been some agreement that uh, the United States is going to provide Patriot missiles to Ukraine in order for the military in Ukraine to defend itself and the people from Russia's illegal attack on the country. And it appears that Russia is being very harsh on the people. They're using winter and the cold weather as a weapon by making sure that they're damaging infrastructure that people need to heat their homes, uh, to have electricity, to have water, things like that. And that's really... Well, the whole thing is completely, I don't even know the right word to describe it. War is not, should never be an option, in my opinion. It just doesn't do anything except destroy lives and hurt people. And as a society, as a people who are on a planet that is about to implode because we are not taking care of it, as the Bible tells us, we're supposed to be good custodians of earth. That's something else that all the Christians seem to forget about. Um, but they definitely uh, are having a difficult time because of the Russian attacks on energy and the civil infrastructure over in Ukraine. So hopefully, I keep hearing that the Russian military is weak and that the, a lot of the guys don't want to be fighting and they're not really organized and they're not really prepared. But uh, now we're finding out that um, the Iranians are getting involved. And so I don't know. I hope that uh, I hope that we can find a solution and get the war ended before something that can't be reversed easily happens. Anyway, don't want to leave you on a down note, but that is, uh, that's what's going on right now. And I'm going to let you go so that you can do all the things that people do during the holidays, clean house, shop, get stressed out. <laughs> I guess there's some out there that don't get stressed out, but I know that uh, when I used to entertain all the time and, and have people over frequently, which I'm not doing quite as much these days, I spent a lot of time rushing around getting the house cleaned up and put together and 
it's nice actually to not have to worry about it as much these days. At any rate, I hope you have a great day, unless you have other plans. Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at Federal Andy, and I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy, and I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week. Thank you.